This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Good afternoon, Terry. How are you today? Hi, Manya. I am doing, it's a busy day, but it's a good busy day. So yes, so I am doing great. What's going on with you? Well, it's also a busy day over here, but one of the things I am busy with is this, our podcast <laughs> recording. And yep. today our episode is all about long distance friendships. What are they? Well, we know what they are. How can you stay connected with a long distance friend? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what are the, what are the keys to maintaining those kind of relationships? And we've so, all got them. I, we do. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I think many of us do. And let's just dive right in, Terry. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So long distance friendships. A lot of us do have them. What what do they look like? Well, they are they're long distance. I think they're probably already rooted in some common um, place and time where we became friends. Although now that I say that, there could also be long distance friendships where people never maybe even met in person. But anyway, so to answer your question, the first thing I think about is um, friends that I had been around personally, but through, you know, leaving schools or marriages or jobs, we all wound up, we wound up living in two different places. Yes. Yes. I think, I think. School is one way that we meet people mm-hmm. who end up to be long distance friends mm-hmm. and somebody moving away. And um, once we get to be adults, that also is the case, right? People get new jobs or right. move for family reasons mm-hmm. or what or have move you. to explore and move to yes. just do, change the scenery and to see and, and do something different. Exactly. And now suddenly they are a little too far, a little or a lot too far away to see on a regular basis. You can't Mm -hmm. call them up and say, Hey, do you want to go to a movie this afternoon? Right. Maybe do you want to see a movie in a week? I'm about to buy a ticket and get, you know, with my passport and I will see you soon. Um, (laughs) That's right. Passports could be involved. Yes. Depending on how, how long a distance it is Mm -hmm. or, you know, where, where someone is originally from and Mm -hmm. you, it may require a passport. Um, But, you know, one of the things about long distance friends is we don't get to see them on a regular basis. Don't get to just run into them at the grocery store or, just pick up and say, Hey, let's do something this weekend together. Um, so what are some ways that we can stay connected to friends who live far away? You know, it's, I found myself thinking that in, in the world we live in now with, um, with, with 
texting and you know different social media platforms and things like that that there are so many ways to stay connected um and to actually see one another and to actually do things in real time then there might have been you know certainly for the generations obviously that preceded us and not so long ago either so um so those are some of the ways so texting and um I'm also want to throw in there um, snail mail and letter writing and note yep. cards and you know remembering um, birthdays and holidays and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's that's a couple of the ways. What do you so, think? Well, you know, you're talking about communication, right? It, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, we need to find a way to communicate with that person. And you know, what's interesting is one of the articles I read said that um, research shows that friendships can flourish, even if you don't have face-to-face live interactions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for some people, take the pandemic as an example, um, that was suddenly we're not able to be in the same room with people yeah. and even people perhaps who live near us. And, um, you know, we weren't able to travel. And I think it was upsetting for a lot of reasons, but I think one of the reasons where people were afraid, if I can't see my friends in real life, are we still going to be friends? Can we still maintain that relationship? Yeah. So this was a an unplanned gigantic experiment in that, you know, yes, real life matters, but that isn't necessary for, to maintain certain kinds of relationships and, Mm -hmm. you know, and long distance friendships were something that proved that before the pandemic. And then the pandemic kind of proved that for other people that, yeah, you know, if it doesn't in real life is great and it's the ideal, but that doesn't have to be the case to maintain a friendship. Yeah. I even think that um, because when I thought about this, and obviously the pandemic came up because we were all doing things. We, it, the only way we were communicating either with friends or family or work colleagues was through Zoom and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, it was just like you were saying, it was something that we were kind of you know pushed into having to do. Um, but, you know, so even thinking outside of that and long distance, I just lost my train of thought on that, but I think we always, even before the pandemic and before we were doing things virtually there, you, we had to make efforts to communicate in some way, shape or form with long distance friends. And usually just like they still are now, it could be a long drawn out phone call Although we can take their phone in the car with us, we can take friends on a drive with us if we right. wanted to. Um, so, um, so we always have, we've kind of added to some of the ways now as a result of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we, we have tools in that friendship toolbox, long distance toolbox that we've had and we can still use and we've now added to them. Right, um, right. So, and one... I think point underlying what you were just saying is being really intentional about maintaining yeah. that connection. Yeah. And as perhaps people who did not have long distance friends before might have learned during the pandemic, it means things like planning a regular check-in 
call or mm -hmm. planning to text at a, you know, uh, under certain circumstances every day, every week, every something or other, mm -hmm. um, you know, planning a, a once a week phone call or, or zoom catch up, um, or once a month or once a quarter, it mm -hmm. you know, doesn't have to be, um, you know, every day kind of thing. But I think really being intentional about wanting to maintain that relationship um, on a certain level, because, because they're not part of your daily life, no matter how close they may be to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when someone lives far away, they're just not part of your daily life in the same way. Right. I, I also think that in being good about staying in touch is also, so if you already had practice with it with long distance family members, mm -hmm. um, I, you and I both have family that don't live in the same city and state than we do. And so we're already accustomed to maintaining our relationships with our families this way. So that kind of lends itself when friends are long distance um, to just kind of, you know, expand that umbrella <laughs> and stay in touch with them the same way. So I think a lot of people are in the same situation and whether it's, you know, hours away or one hour away, like you were saying, as everybody gets involved in their lives, it, any distance can seem long. Right, right. <laughs> you know, one of the, um, some of the research I was doing for this call was talking about ways to stay connected with mm -hmm. your friends when they're far away. And um, one I thought was really interesting was to develop an anchor for your friendship, like something that you have in common that is a trigger that you reach out to each other. And I'm trying to think um, what that could be, you know, a, um, maybe you're both knitters and, uh -huh. you know, a, a knitting conference comes up and it's something you want to talk about, or maybe you're both sports fans for the same, you know, basketball or mm -hmm or baseball. And so that is a connection when, you know, when their team comes to your town to play, that's an automatic, I'm going to reach out to them and, and um, you know, I want to talk to them because their team is here playing my team. Um, so I thought that was yeah, interesting yeah. to kind of, to think about something that anchors the relationship um, just, and again, is, is a, is a prompt for a communication as well. Right. But also, so it's the prompt for the communication, but also makes it um, makes it more personal because you found that one thing that kind of linked it. Like, like you're using your, your baseball team analogy. It's that, and I've never, I've never thought about it this way before, but what excites me about it is that the team that plays in the city where you, my friend, live, and I've seen where they play, that makes my connection to it. Now they're in my neck of the woods. And so that that immediately, yeah, remember the time we walked past that, you know, you bring back a, a memory. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I've I've had um I had the experience one time where a baseball team uh that lives that place near where my family lives was uh -huh. here in Boston and just circumstances <laughs> that will never be replicated. I knew that I was going to be visible on the TV uh -huh. when they were showing certain, certain angles of the game. So texted my family 
I think you're going to be able to see me. Oh, you can sit. What were you behind home plate? (laughs) So I texted my family. I think you're going to be able to see me during the game, which will be on, which will be, you will be able to watch because it's your team. Yes. And there now exists a photo of me of the TV screen (laughs) with the picture of me behind all the the play. Um, Right. That was, that was this was family not friends but it was mm-hmm. such um it made me feel connected to them in the in such a funny way but like you know if you're watching the game and you happen to see at the time that they're showing a particular scene you're going to see me and that just made me feel connected and made them feel connected to me so yeah just to go down the rabbit hole of yeah of, baseball um I don't think it's usually that direct a connection but um no, but something like that example it makes the whole experience of even being at the game more fun because you know you're going to be able to share that with that with your your friends or your family yeah right. and yeah. we shared that game in a way that I've never shared a baseball game with anybody because yeah. that's not that's not usually where I'm sitting when I'm yeah at a baseball game um yeah. So I think, you know, and that, that also, like, we just happen to be talking about a sports team, but the other thing, whether it's a particular anchor or not, is that you share interests with your friend. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's probably large part of the reason why you became friends too, but having those shared interests also kind of shortens the miles between you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that if there has been a long period of time where, you know, maybe five, six months have gone by between any, any long contact, like a, fo- a long, a long phone call or a long, a long zoom call, um, that because of all the little experiences in between that of connections that are being made it doesn't make the time feel so long because because one you're friends so you've got some common base anyway but you can just kind of jump right back into it again yes yeah and I love that I love that feeling of to pick up the phone and it can feel like I, I just saw you three days ago, but yeah. that's not the case. Or we just were talking, but it's been weeks or a couple months. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there sometimes, you know, there are a few minutes of just quick catch up of yeah what has happened since I last saw you, you know, got that new job, did, did yep. X or X or Y. Um, but then once you start talking about your lives and your friends and your family, and it just feels like, yeah, this is there's feels as if no time has passed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I think. And and the other thing where I, I would even use the word distance. Um, I mean, we're talking specifically long distance, but I know that a lot of friends I have don't live anymore. Some are like a half an hour's drive away or an hour something like that. But we all are so involved in our own life, our own jobs and our families and things like that, that to be honest with you, I might not see them any more or less frequently than I see somebody who lives four states away or, or the, you know, across the country. So, um, 
So what I find is that what keeps it going is there's a, a, a group of us that every once in a while when the text, when the text pings, it'll start an insane like 10 minute stream of things. Yes. Um, yes. But so we're applying it. So I guess my question is, that we always talk about the long distances between us, but I wonder if it's just distance and um, and our day-to-day lives too, that also require us, no matter how far somebody lives away from us to, to make that effort to stay in touch. If long distance is not just the only parameter anymore. Right, if the distance isn't just miles or kilometers. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, that is how I tend to think of it, that it's, yeah. it's your X number of miles away. So I have a friend who lives not a crazy distance from me, someone uh-huh. that I could see for dinner tonight. If yeah, it would take some effort, but we could make that happen. And I was, was trying to get to see her for various reasons without um, a car just mm-hmm. let's just say that and i realized it would actually be easier for me to just fly to california and see my family <laughs> than it would be to get to her without just having my own car yeah yeah and it just it made me laugh because you think okay well you you live close or right. to me much closer and like I said I, I could theoretically be at your house right. or you could share the same weather pattern when it or rains at your right. house it rains at their house <laughs> right we're watching we're looking we're watching the same news channel and the same yeah weather, yeah. yeah weather people um and it was just so funny to realize that that geographically she's very close but just given the way circumstances it's a little more challenging to get to. And I had to laugh because also I'm used to flying. So like, oh, I'll just take the subway to the airport and hop on a plane. Feels so easy. To oh, it's, it, it is. It's You just described, it's a more direct line right. than having to take public transportation, which I'm just guessing probably would have required a walk, a train, two different kinds of change, change of train a bus, <laughs> and somebody picking you up at the bus and a bus. Yes. So, yes. yes. Um, that, so I think, yeah. So the big picture is, is that the long distances are more challenges, but our, our, the pace at which we're living our lives also creates the challenges for yeah. the technically smaller distances as well. Yes. So and I'm, I'm betting that your experience is similar and same with a lot of our listeners that the times when there are openings in my schedule like, never seem to really align with the times when oh, they're no. opening in other people's schedules. No. So, no. you know, I'm available Tuesday night. Well, I'm available on Thursday well, morning. And- right. And if you, if you sent that to me, like on Monday morning thinking, oh, there's enough time and I'm available on Tuesday night. It's like, well, that's nice for you. Cause I'm not available until Friday of next week. So I know, um, but it, which just speaks to, you know, the commitments that we've all had and, you know, just, just life being what it is. So yeah. 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 You know, commitments, work, families, all, all of Mm -hmm. that stuff and commitments to ourselves. I mean, there certainly are times when I don't feel particularly available because I just need a night where I'm not doing something. Right. And, you know, thanks to the pandemic, 
weirdly, I, things are, you know, opening up now a little bit more, but, but back in the day, early in the pandemic, you know, I was busy because everybody was like, oh, I can do a Zoom call. I can do one from six to seven, and then I can hop on another one from seven till eight. And, um, you know, that's, that was great. But then I suddenly found myself going to three or four events you know, Zoom events in in, in an afternoon and evening yeah. where previously I might choose one um, or you could only choose one because it was well, in- because you can only get to it. You can only leave the door, leave the house and get to one of the three of them rather right. than back to back. Right. So I kind of, I had to declare I mean, not officially, but sort of, okay, looking at my week. Yeah. I'm not doing anything Monday night, no matter what, it doesn't matter. I'm not doing anything on Monday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now that I'm starting to do things, you know, out in the real world and, and not just online, I'm also reminded that, you know, m- my commitments to my work and to my family and to my friends, but there's a commitment to me too, to yeah. block out some time for myself. Yeah. Long di- we'll have to do some, we'll have to do a conversation about long distance or close distance self-care or something like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the minutes, minute or two we have left. So we talked about, does it sound like we're realizing that the, the longer distances mean we can't be physically together Um, the shorter distances because of everything we're all involved with might mean the same thing, but the opportunity exists to do it. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why we do find unique ways to keep in touch with our friends who are um, thousands of miles away. Yeah, I think so. And I'm going to, I read something really interesting in my research for this topic, and I'm going to throw it out and it is, uh, might feel a little provocative and I, and I'm specifically throwing it out when I know we don't have time to talk about it. Okay. It could be a very interesting topic for an upcoming episode. Uh-huh. Um, but in some of this research, there's a um, friendship expert. Her name is Shasta Nelson. Mm-hmm. And she said, we replace half of our close friends every seven years and the ones who tend to make it for the long term and might become our long distance friends that we still maintain friends are because we have figured out how to maintain those relationships through all the changes in our lives. And the piece I find so fascinating is that we replace half our close friends every seven years. I think I want to leave everybody with that thought. Yeah. Yeah, because we've kind of touched on some of this, how many people in your life theme before in other episodes. So this is, I think we've got, yeah, I'd like to talk about this a little bit more in the future. Yeah, I think an idea for a new episode coming up. Yeah. But for now, I want to say thank you, Terry, for this fabulous conversation. And thank you, Manya. Thank you to our listeners and mm-hmm. um If you have any questions or you have any thoughts about long distance friendships and what works or doesn't work for you, we would love to hear that in our social media channel or just reach out to us. Yeah, we sure would. Everybody have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.